Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to episode 2.06, will be correct on that, of The Ball Bags Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by the talents of the coach. How are you, mate? All good? All good. I love that. Delighted. 0.06, maybe. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's a Enjoyed that. Track. But, but uh, we are obviously sans the talents of the bottom feeder at least this week. Um, but I would like to comment that it's been a, a much more pleasurable experience organising the podcast in his absence. <laughs> I think that's fair to say, is it? <laughs> How you doing him in injustice now? Yeah, <clears throat> we should have him back next week. This was a, a bit to get through. We've we've kind of gonna gonna have a look at I suppose the sports group and the model of owning multiple sporting organisations, uh, be that globally, be that nationally, as well as the coach is going to take us through. I suppose maybe rankings the to who's rising, who's falling. Power rankings, not so much. Yeah, but it's more to get uh, people stir a debate and get your opinion on a few different things, I suppose, in the football world regarding higher or lower. It's kind of like a higher or lower style game. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then in addition, we also have our old school classics, Player of the Week, in partnership with The Athletic. Make sure to click the affiliate link in the podcast description to get yourself one month free. And then we'll also, to round it the show, we'll have, have you seen this in partnership with usasports.co.uk make sure to also click the link if you're looking to get yourself some fresh new US sporting um, merch gear stash merch whatever it may be but to kick us off coach just who was your player of the week and why so although it was a very very um, exciting weekend the sport or a good weekend the sport there wasn't really any standouts for me Um, so I've gone with Steph Curry because I just think he, I know he got a lot of booze and stuff from Cleveland at the the All Star game, um, but I just felt he's just an entertainment guy, isn't he? Like he, he's just really seems like a good guy and um, put on. I think it was at sixteen three pointers he scored in the in record, the game. Yeah. So I've put him for it. Okay, it's not a game of much um, notoriety or you know you're not playing for anything, but um, still phenomenal athleticism to be able to do that. Um, or skill skill yes that's probably a better word yeah yeah incredible skill to be able to do that particularly when well maybe he can do it easier because there's nothing riding on it as, as such but um yeah i just found that pretty fair. pretty cool fair um so was, was that personally i went for chloe mistaki um so if you're not familiar chloe mistaki made her debut for the irish women's football team over the weekend at the ripe old age of 26, um, coming through the underage ranks, obviously she was heavily touted. I think she's born in America, raised in South Dublin, as far as I'm aware. Um, you up the southies. She's uh, she's had a terrible two years previously, coming back off an ACL. But prior to that, at the age of just 19, she was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it's been an incredible journey for her to get her first cap, and I suppose it's a the message was on never to give up. She also picked up. The woman of the match, um, gone. Yeah, incredible. Actually, from Chloe, to be fair, um, 
I think she's missed out maybe on her debut three times, maybe something like that. Um, crazy. So yeah, that that's fantastic. I see they went and won the Pinatar Cup today with a, or sorry, not won the cup, but beat Wales. Um, I think that gives them a second or a third place finish. But yeah, women's sport in Ireland and well, women, women's soccer football in Ireland is going better um, mm. every day, and hopefully they can get a result against Sweden. Less to be said about the rugby side of things, but I'm sure we'll park that. <laughs> so if you had to pick one, it's got to be uh, Miss Mustaki, I think. Fair, 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 fair. In absolute agreement with you there. So yeah, this was our main segment. Agree to disagree. I'll, I'll take the reins in the bottom feeder ab- uh, athletes' absence. Uh, it would have been NBA related anyway. So save yourself an episode there. Um, <laughs> So my segment, and it's very loose, it's very, as you can tell, we probably had a bit on this weekend, so we're a bit all over the place, but from Fenway to Anfield and Inglewood to Holloway is the sports group model and the portfolio approach good for sports as a whole or is it laden with issues? Um, <clears throat> I think... I think... If you look at the models, I know we spoke a few weeks ago about um, like Citigroup and the way they've gone about their business. And if you look at Brexit and their new rules with UEFA with the six in, six out loan loan kind of rules, it probably works out very, very well if you're within one sport. Now, I start to question them when that's diversified um, across many sports. So you take the Cronkies or whatever that are on and a soccer team, football team in, in Ireland or the UK and... Um, a sports organization in the states does your does your um your targets and your aims and your goals now become very very diluted um whereas Citigroup it's very defined in what they're trying to achieve um ultimately I think is a lot more maybe um you, you can kind of see what they're trying to achieve whereas with the Cronkies as an example um you kind of don't know um I believe are, are they are they updating the Emirates again? Did I read that somewhere over the weekend? I think I might have read. Hasn't the... crossed. Hasn't crossed my desk, man. Right. Um. Okay. I think I thought I read somewhere over the weekend that um, they're looking to do something again to the Emirates. Um, and it, uh, it was actually I was over in, in Liverpool on the weekend when I it came up. I don't know if it was on my phone or a paper or what. Probably on the metro, was it? Probably on the metro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you just wonder where their priorities are. For me, like it's it's definitely. It's definitely a game plan. Like you're putting, say you're putting extra seats into the Emirates, you're trying to get more income in. That makes sense globally and marketing wise. But you could be buying a player, which I don't know they actually need. Um, I think. Look, that's another story. I was gonna say I think they could have done worse and actually signed Jack Wilshire. But anyway. Um, yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll park that. For so anyway. what I'm saying is, <clears throat> for me, I think if if you've got a sports group that are owning multiple franchise organizations in the one sport um, I think that's probably a positive it's when it's diversified across multiple disciplines I'm, I'm not convinced on it yet okay the reason the reason I think it might be a way forward is arguably the people at the very 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 top are incredibly successful people you don't get the funds to buy these organizations like the, the money an NFL franchise, an NBA franchise, a Premier League side will go for, unless you're maybe Newcastle, is an incredible amount of money. You also have 
I suppose, probably extremely talented and trained operations staff. And then you also probably have the the cross network of ideas. So it's probably not a huge thing this part of the world in this part of the world, but I know in America and Australia, different codes will meet each other, like different individual clubs will will meet each other, saying during the off season. So so what are you doing? So what have you changed? What different like on all aspects of things, from operations, from game day experience, from from SNC based, from nutrition based. So I think it does lend itself to that. You almost kind of have this massive organization that's different site based, if that makes sense. Like arguably Liverpool's most successful period in the premiership era. Well, undoubtedly, sorry, Liverpool's most successful period in the premiership era has come under the F yeah. uh, the Fenway Sports Group. Yeah, FSG, Fenway Sports Group, yeah, yeah. So when you mentioned there, like, you know, down under, is that, you know, they're all within the one sports group coming together? No, they wouldn't be, sorry. That's okay. just actual, an AFL side would meet up an NRL side or an union side and they could organise it like between three different sides. Yeah, yeah. But they won't, they probably won't mix within the same league, but they'll idea share and they'll, they'll and trade ideas. And I suppose ideas. over there... Would a lot of it be down to that they share the grounds as well? A lot, I know. Down not there, always, no. Not always, no. And, and we've, we've even started to see it sort of in the NRL that there is sides going over to America. So the. As maybe it's obviously pre COVID, but I think yeah. it was the Melbourne Storm who is. For anyone who doesn't watch the NRL, that is kind of like Man United under Ferguson, the Patriots with Tom Brady and his, his pomp and Bill Belichick at the helm. They're like the side to be kind of at every year. And they kind of they'd spent a, a summer. They'd spent two months in Atlanta with the Falcons, and they'd spent, I want willing to be corrected, but they'd spent some time with um I think the Golden State Warriors as well. They'd done a trail across America, and they'd met with different organizations at di- very different levels. Obviously, to compare them to the NFL and the NBA, the the finance isn't there, the facilities aren't there. So they also then visit MLS groups and kind of college sides as well. But that's kind of the main names. I just think it's maybe something to not be... It's easy for the fan to say, oh, yeah, well, LA won the Super Bowl, but we didn't sign anyone in January. Yeah, yeah, which is, I suppose, a positive coming from yourself being an Arsenal fan. But And you do mention, obviously, Liverpool being their most successful period now. But is How much of the Liverpool thing is maybe an element of luck? Um and, but also, obviously, the recruitment's gone really, really well. Because if you look at like the likes of Michael Edwards and whatever, who's, you know, obviously influenced Liverpool and and the checkbook and the ins and the outs, you know, massively over the last whatever it might have been five years or whatever, um, they've done well there. So if you take him out, is that that's just something I'd like to see how much he has influenced the sports group side of things, as opposed to mm. was that their recruitment or was it their, you know, was he their selection or whatever. But you do make, like, <clears throat> if FSG went out and, and they get smaller sports franchises or organizations, it can only benefit them, I suppose. The problem is that it's American money. Um, I think, Jesus, on, on a past podcast, we might have had this debate about American money versus kind of oil money um, or Saudi money yeah. or whatever you want to call it, Western money. Um, it's, it's, it's an endless pit. Um, so the American money, you have to be a little bit smarter and a little bit more shrewd 
Um, obviously, it's still massive amount of money, but it's not bottomless, um, or it doesn't. It, it hasn't been anyway. Um, does that make you a shooter or operator? Like that's what I'm thinking. Does does it make you a little bit more coy with how you're spending? Like, and it, it does it make you as as an investor of the sports group? You have to diversify. Because mm. uh, you know, you like City aren't not that I know of now. City Group aren't don't own anything else in other sports boys. That, that that was that was the next thing I was going to bring up. It's 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 interesting that say Middle Eastern money has not reached American the American yeah, sporting landscape. Very, Obviously, very probably because of the salary cap. Well, probably because of the salary cap. To be fair, so there's no c- competitive advantage from the money because they still have to. Their, in essence, their profits are capped. Yeah, they can't just win. They can't just pay to win, effectively. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so like, it's probably not but then if you look at kind of the European, Spanish-style model with the municipals, like, you look at Barcelona, Real Madrid, who have, you know, basketball teams, handball teams, roller hockey teams, all this sort of stuff. I've always thought that is the best thing, particularly in Ireland, anyway. I think that would be the way to go. Like, if you had a, a Shamrock Rovers, which is a kind of a community club, for want of a better description... Um, you know it drags in the local community if they had a you know a basketball team and a maybe a hockey team or whatever I'd see that I see I do see that model working here in Ireland um, it's 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 gonna take a lot of pride to be swallowed is because because we've got the GAA and, and things like that and you've and look to be fair like I'm not being funny but it's that's it's it's equal across all codes yeah. other codes don't like kids going to play other codes when in reality, it could work brilliantly. And mm. you'd argue the worst thing that happened for rural football in this country is they changed the association football season. Yeah. So it's during the summer months because it took... this From, from the small clubs and the clubs that could have had... Just, they could have had an inter-county Gaelic footballer playing soccer during the winter to keep fit. Like, Yeah, and I know initially at the time a big part of that was, you know... The facilities or the pitches in Ireland. We didn't really have as many Astros when those decisions were made. But um, look, we we divert, we we're we're going off topic here. I well, think that tangent, yeah. I th- the the way I see it happening, unf- I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunate. I do see the likes of City Groups buying Irish clubs. You've, you've seen the massive influx over the last since Brexit, I suppose, of kids going to Italy, Germany, um, France, places like this, Portugal on on, on trials and, and signing. So. I think something will happen, possibly with the likes of cities adding Irish teams to their to their stable. Is that not putting the cap for the horse? Would they not need to own another European franchise, for want of a better term, a la an AC Milan, before investing in Irish? I think it depends what they're looking for. Like, arguably, League of Ireland Premier Division football is stronger. Than say twenty trees football in England, not so, not necessarily stronger in terms of the players, but it's definitely more competitive. I don't know if you've ever been to a twenty trees game, but it's it's well, very that, very hard to watch because it's more physical. It's more physical, but people are trying to win, I suppose, because mm. there's a lot riding on in Ireland if you win or not. Whereas twenty trees in England, you're actually not playing for anything as such. Okay, you might get a under twenty trees medal at the end of it, but you're not playing for a pot of money to make your club better or to because your bonus is reliant on it or anything like that. So. If you have a city player, 19, 20, 21 years of age, more so thinking about those types of players that are goalkeepers, centre-backs, 
Um, not the flair players or the players that are going to sell jerseys, but players need to get minutes into and get experience into. I do see that possibly happening um, in the very, very near future. Um, but is he is is he desensitized? Sense it de-intensified or whatever the word is sorry I'm not going to get it anyway de-intensified like as in like is he going to be sitting there at 17 going well you know there's no real major rush for me to develop or to try to get a move elsewhere because at 18 I'm going to go to City and go to their academy so no but that's what I'm saying the whole thing right now yeah right now the way it is they they look they're happy to be playing League of Ireland football but they know if they're anyway serious about a career in football, they probably need to get off out of the league of Ireland to make that payday. To be fair, do you know what I mean? It's like it's like someone stuck in Belater when they could go and fight in the UFC. It's just. Did you call it Belater? Bellator. <laughs> I suppose the way I'm looking at it is, if you have you look at the Boston Celtics, who have um, you know they have Maine in the G League um, are they the main crabs or the main anyway main like do we see like is it possible that Ireland becomes that to a couple like I don't know let's say it's a Cork City or a whatever they end up being a feeder club for you know someone in, in the UK maybe not it's the UK maybe it's, maybe it's Italy or France but I'm just saying for the UK is initially where I see it coming from but if Cork City go in with say a Man City, something like that, um, is, is it possible? Like, you're, and you're going, oh well, we'll send you over to Cork for six months a year. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that working. To be fair, um, but look, as I'm willing to admit, my knowledge and appreciation, unfortunately, for the League of Ireland is is limited because. I don't live in Dublin. Do you ever see a sports group happen in Ireland in terms of from anywhere? Like, okay, association football is the obvious one because you can't, like, you're not going to get a sports group investing in the GA, for example, or you're not going to get one. Very po- Rugby is possible, but it would need a massive turnaround from IRFU. I don't think so, no, no. Not, not with how rugby's recently changed with the URC, like, kind of lobby that's kind of maybe potentially coming the big power horse is in like for years it was France yeah. prior to France being the most best paid league in the world it was England so that's obviously that's why CBC ever invested in the URC because they think they're going to make a return on that investment which by extension would mean higher salary caps better paid players bigger stars so I don't see it happening I don't see it happening will be in, in this country anyway. Um, I don't actually see it happening in this country. No, to be fair, it, the only thing that maybe might work in this country is MLS style, where Adidas took over the league. Um, they didn't take over the teams, over obviously, but they took over everything that was around it, like, um, like uh, all the kits, all the balls, all the, all the frills, basically that are go around. I could see that possibly happen to the league because the way they're going with television rights and stuff like that. And Umbro, Umbro not re- already have the stamp on it now. They're yeah, they're about eighty percent there. Um, but I do see something like that possibly happening. Maybe it'll take a big sponsorship to you. Like you know, it could become like the Sky League or whatever. I could see that something like that happening when electricity's time's up, just with Sky with the women's team and that at the moment. But 
you know you'd get you'd pay you'd pay a fee and you'd get your rights to all the games and you know sky on every the front of every jersey or something it'd have to be a good financial package but i don't think it would be out of their budget um mm. i think it'd be a very very reasonable price to get that interesting actually just the i don't know why you kind of this is a massive digression but um there was a great article on the like about the name and rights of stadiums oh yeah and how we miss out on it here in like this part of the world. Whereas, like you know, obviously the Staples Center has recently changed yeah, its crypto, name, or whatever, yeah. and and that happens quite a lot in the states. But like when we do it here, and they use the UK as an example, it never sticks. As in, like Bolton Wanderers fans will still refer to it as the Reebok Stadium. Yeah. The Medeski Stadium, Reading Stadium, is still called the Medeski Stadium, but it's changed name three times. It's like it's not. You'd be very sensitized to invest in stadium rights in this country, like well, they'd use the UK example, but in this country as well. But I think it's probably worked here a lot better than the UK. Like the Tree Arena, I wouldn't know if as many people are called the Point anymore in our generation. Jeez, ah, I don't know about that now. From our generation down, I'm not convinced. Mm, I've started saying the Tree Arena. Oh, yeah, but you're. But then, I suppose you've got the Olympia now, which is the Tree Olympia, but I will, I will always call that the Olympia. The Aviva, I don't call Lands End Road anymore, I call it the Aviva. But that's because that was the first name on that stadium. I know. Sorry, Lansdowne I get you there. now, I follow you, I follow I you. It's what, what the point is that like once we get a name, we don't change it. Yeah. We we try to, but. Cause, yeah, like at St. Yeah. James's Park, it's it wasn't the Sports Direct Arena, whatever they tried to rename it. It was always St. James's Park. And, and, and Bolton's is the University of Bolton Stadium now, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah, but it had been the, the Micon Arena when they gone down their grades and no one was watching. But everyone still refers to it as the Reebok Arena. And the JJB in Wigan, but JJB hasn't been an organisation I'll tell, I'll tell you one that has worked. The Etihad. That was the City of Manchester Stadium, wasn't it, for the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, but since City moved in. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. I think I think if you get the Brandon deal on the opening of a stadium, yeah. even if it's a five-year name and rights, so you have it. It should be worth more than the, the initial. Yeah, the initial name and rights should definitely be or, worth more. Or if you're cute as an entrepreneur, you're like it's worth the investment because they'll always call it the Emirates Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, but look, we we digress massively on that, and I don't think we actually answered the question I put forth. But look. Life. Like if you were gonna ask me hand on heart for an answer, I actually do think it's the way forward because I, I, if if it's not the way forward, we're gonna end up with so many clubs that are gonna end up in the shit, like your Derby counties, like your, um, Burries stuff like that. These people, like you say, the best of the operations, the best of mm. fan experience, the best of all these different things are needed at that level. I think now, because the UK prime example, there's just way too many clubs. I know there's little towns, and I know all that. But they can't keep keep um, going the way they're going, like in terms of the Scraping. wages they're paying. They just can't do it. So I, I I agree with you. I do. I think I think there is somewhere for it. Like, um, because otherwise you're gonna end up with your people that you know are. Uh, you're gonna end up with Instagram famous people that are gonna buy football clubs, local football clubs, and they're gonna go bust after two three years. Wrexham. That's probably slightly different though. But why? Is, like, what does Ryan Reynolds know? About no, I get that, but their money is different level to say Tommy Fury or something. You're gonna end up yeah, with no, someone like enough. Tommy Fury trying to buy a football club. 
Quick, li- quick little sidebar. Go on. Is it possible that we find leagues under the same umbrella? Jeff Bezos turns around and buys the NFL and buys the English Premier League. For example. So what are you saying? The Amazon Premier League? Yeah. Would it be a good investment? Would Well... If 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 he buys the rights and buys things Premier League, he has unlimited access to stream. He can he can he can he could afford to turn around and go. Do you know what, guy? I don't actually care. Contracts not avoid. I'm not allowing. I'm not selling you any rights. I'm just going to stream all my rights on Amazon Prime yeah. Video, and he's the only person that can stream it. You pay that nine ninety nine a month, shot quick, wouldn't you? You would indeed, absolutely. It'd be cheaper than anything. Paying it already, sure. Anyway. Actually, <laughs> on that, I'm going to give you a quicker yeah. sidebar. I don't know if you saw that uh, Martin O'Neill and Adam Lalana have just started a new streaming service and they're bringing back soccer, uh, the Legends soccer tournament. The finals on in oh, Glasgow. The Masters. The, the Masters, Masters yeah, yeah. So Adam Lalana and Martin O'Neill, whoever would have thought that, have started a streaming company. I think it's like Sport360 or something like that. Um, that's, that's a combination. I wonder where they, they met. Yeah, um, but yeah, interesting. I'd, I'd I'd watch it. I don't know if I'd pay for yeah. it, but I watch it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Right, um, let's move on. Your rises and fallers. So the title of my what do we call these segments is mm. on the rise or fall. I feel like it should have a jingle as well. Yeah, um, responsible for your own production. So we've we've got a list here. Um, Look, it might be something that we go forward with, but this week is football, association football, or soccer. Um, the first name on my list is Brendan Rogers. So you'll notice all, all the names on, on my list tonight or uh, or today are, are kind of have been in the headlines over the last few weeks for various multiple different reasons. Rogers' headline, I suppose, at the moment is that um, Leicester are giving him backing. The board have given him backing. He's obviously not performing extremely well. So I want to know. Is Brendan Rodgers on the rise or on the fall? Neither. Neither? He's at his level. He's at his level. They know he's at his level. It's game theory. Leicester's role is not to win the Premier League every year because they can't. It's not to qualify for the Champions League every year because they can't. Their job is to maintain relevancy. So their job is actually to be finishing the top half of the season every year, which is accomplishable. Yeah, and But Leicester as a sporting organisation and... Uh, The Thai family. You just said it. You just said his name. Brendan Rogers. Brendan Rogers. That's their job. They can do it. They can achieve that, and that's that's what it is. That's why they're backing them. Because because arguably they've been overachieving for kind of when did they win the Premier League? What year? 2016. Yes, they've been overachieving since then. I I would say. Absolutely. Um. And there's all sorts of talk that Claudio Ranieri was not responsible for that win at all. Yeah. But then, which is a bizarre sense. They are Leicester City. Like, you look at back at the team when we would have been growing up: Steve Guppy, Robbie Savage, um, that Neil Lennon, that kind of group of players. Like, they were probably top ten team. Yeah, and then look at what happened in between. Yeah, they were up and down for a good bit. Yeah. Robbie Savage was a great player for them for years. The yo-yo a bit, yeah. Muzzy yeah. is it? And Muzzy is it was different gravy. Yeah. 
But you, so you reckon Brendan's fine? But like, okay, well, on a personal level, then for him, does he need to get out of there? Do you think, or is do you reckon his stock is kind of like where, where does he where does he go? From, What's his next? If he move? knows if he knows what's good from him, he won't leave. You, if you he has an ego about him, he will leave. He's at his level. Do you reckon they have a resurgence? No, they might go up a few places. They might go down a few places. They're at their level. What's your motivation there, though? Champions League? Champ, push for Champions League. If you don't get it, slap in the back. Sorry, lads, we go again next year. The motivation is probably to just keep in the Premiership for as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Not every not, not every side in the Premier League can win the Premier League at all. But like a Leicester and Aston Villa and Newcastle, well, the, the things have always changed there. Their goal is just to keep in the Premier League. And as depressing as that is for maybe fans and stuff, they'll have great years, they'll have poor years, but it can be an absolute death knell for them to, to leave the Premier League. You look at Leeds yeah. and how long it took them to get back. So in order for them to continue to operate and survive as, and unfortunately it is, a business, they need to stay in the Premier League every year. If Rodgers was to leave tomorrow, what job would he be linked to? Or where, where, what would be his next club level, do you think? I would say the slump in form is probably the best thing for Leicester because they'll be able to keep on to Brendan Rodgers. And it's probably the best thing for Brendan Rodgers because he should never leave Leicester. Now, obviously, if he starts running him into tomorrow, yeah. But I think he's... Like, where else is he going to go? Like, I, I don't see... I don't see him going to a top four contender or even a top four pretender. Like, someone who thinks they should be top yeah, four, but yeah. they aren't. Um, I think any side in around mid-table, kind of where he'd work. You could see him back at Celtic at some point, I think. Arguably, yeah. Um... I, I would have said up until in the last year, two years, that I could have seen him fill the gap if Klopp was to leave before Gerrard. But I, I, th- no longer I think, think that. it would be the worst move ever for Liverpool to take him back. Yeah. What's done is done. Yeah. like Yeah, no, it's, it's done. It's closed chapter. Move on. Moving on. Maurizio Pochettino. So in the headlines last week or so... Um, <laughs> You know, is he going to leave PSG? Is he going to go to United? Is he going to go to Madrid? Arguably, Madrid are trying to kind of have a tug of war here and with United and, and take him. By all accounts, it doesn't seem like he's going to stay at PSG, I would say. No. Um, I think to, They're actively recruiting, aren't they, as well? They've yeah, it, it's a strange one. Um, the same kind of happened to Tuchel as well, didn't it? Like, he kind of... Like, he wasn't bad for them, but... I, I don't know. I think PSG has become more of a... A TikTok account, or a, I don't know what you want to call it, like, but I know they're they're going for those eight second clips that we talk, spoke about a long time ago. But um, mm. Pochettino on the rise or on the fall? I think he's slowly on the fall, but he's on the precipice. If that makes sense. like, I don't think I don't think he started to fall, but I think he could fall very quickly. I think his next like, move is very very important. Yeah, and I think if he goes anywhere under the under the management of the Glaciers, I think it'll be a terrible move. I don't see him solving those problems at United. No, no, I think I think the Madrid squad now, if he went in there, well, Ar- like arguably he's just gonna bring a Bappe with him next year. Do yeah, you know what I mean? very possible. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, that Madrid squad would be very hard at th- at this moment in time. 
when you look at the Spanish league, it'd be very hard to not win it. As in, it's kind of a Celtic Rangers type thing. Like Barca aren't mm-hmm. going to win it over the next few years. Um, Atletico will be your probably number one. Um, Sevilla maybe. Um, but it's one of those types of leagues at the moment. Like, could do no wrong. I just I don't really know why he went to PSG. Is it because it was a, you know, a guaranteed win? Probably because he needed a job. Seems like hardship. It seems like you're on to a loser. Like, it's win a Champions League or you failed. Because, now, and look, I actually d- disagree with the, the, the concept of it's a farmer's league. I do actually think it's slowly improving as a league. Mm. I do think the standard across the majority of European leagues has increased. The only one that's maybe dropped is La Liga. Yes. In recent years. But I think, like, the Bundesliga has improved. I think Serie A has actually improved a good bit as well. Serie A does seem to have improved, yeah. Yeah. So, you, so, if you're going to call it rise or fall, you're kind of saying... It could be about to fall. The next six months will tell an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Next on the list, Roy Keane, who was obviously in the headlines last week um, and the week before, linked with Sunderland. Um, by all accounts, he turned Sunderland down as opposed to Sunderland turning him down. On the rise or on the fall? Him or Sunderland? Oh, Roy Keane himself. His career trajectory. Uh, I, I don't know. I think he probably should stay and be a pundit because he's better at that than yeah. he ever has been at management. Um, like I don't know. I think he'd be hard pressed to slate him for his time in the Irish system because obviously as a player, I could slate him for a number of reasons. Um, but as a his role, kind of as a system with Martin O'Neill, I think they did kind of probably get the best out of that group of players. We were kind of in a mess. Yeah. During that period, anyway, and um, not that it's a, it's a million miles better now, but it, it seems to be tracking the right way, anyway. Um, Sunderland ultimately, like the first spell, started off like a house on fire, yeah. and then ultimately started. And I don't think he's really. I think he's a very. I think he'd, he'd be a very hard man to work under. Initially, when he comes in, he probably motivates you for two, three months. It's probably a little bit like but Davey Fitz, like a one season type thing where he just I think I think it just grates on people. It grates on people and He is definitely better funded though. You're right. Yeah, like it, not not necessarily that I agree with his term, like a lot of his ideas and his concepts and his but make takes you watch. as such. But you watch it, it's entertainment, like and that's the industry's in his entertainment. He did have a good spell at Ipswich. An alright spell at Ipswich. Alright spell at Ipswich, yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, like maybe he's a championship manager, league one manager. Like he'll never be in the Premier League, I don't think. Players oh. are too well paid to put up with his jip. Well, they, we, we said it before, level. there'll be a lot of power, don't they, players now? Like, Yeah, yeah, they would not put up with... Like some of the Johnny Walter stories of his time under Keane like, are brilliant. The WhatsApp but, stories like, and that, yeah. Yeah, but like they just don't... That wouldn't fly. And Johnny Walters was very much kind of... He was like the last of the older style of player but he it's still influenced by the new money and stuff so yeah no Keane's probably so two decades too late if he stays in punditry he's on the rise he's probably at his level I don't I don't think he's gonna be a host yeah he'd probably yeah. just be he'd probably just be where he is punditry he's probably not gonna move he's gonna stay where he is celebrity big brother watch out um, <sighs> don't think so. okay Eddie Howe obviously for obvious reasons in the headlines Newcastle manager seemed like he was very very close to you know beheading um, possibly um, but now seems to have turned things around Trippier's after getting a knock 
Is it probably out, could possibly be out for the rest of the season. Um, on the rise of the fall. This is a very funny one. Um, you can answer kind of two ways, I suppose. Like on the rise at Newcastle. Yeah. Or on the rise in terms of his career. Career, I suppose. So I actually think he will lose his job, regardless of what he does in the summer. Yeah. But I also think every manager needs at least twelve calendar months to bed in their ideas to bed in their structure and to have a few transfer windows to try and bring in the type of player they want to bring in Eddie Howe's first transfer window was not about bringing in the type of player he was trying to bring in it was get bodies in quick that can help keep us up I think regardless of what he does if he got them up to 12th they finished the season 12th given where they were when he took over that's an incredible incredible job I think he'd still lose his job where do I think he's going to... I, I really like him as a manager. I think tactically, culturally, he's a brilliant, brilliant person to have in your club. I actually think if he had 10 years more experience, he would be the perfect man for Man United. I don't disagree with you. I, I'd go as far as to say, if he turned around and won every single game and qualified for Europa League, he'd still be gone this summer. Mm. I just think it, that's... I don't know who it's made for, but it's made for a name, like a, a Diego Simeone if he was to leave Atletico Madrid or someone of that ilk um, to come in and kind of just, you know, manage characters, but not necessarily well. Mm. Um, I, th- I think they should give him two se- like they should give him the end of the season and next season. And he will be handing over what Roman Abramovich got handed at Chelsea as in a stable not that anyone handed it over to Roman Abramovich but it, like if you think of Chelsea prior to Roman Abramovich yeah. they were consistently in there and thereabouts they're probably they weren't breaking into the top four but they weren't dropping below the top ten was it a good move for his career how <sighs> I think he Probably, I probably didn't say anything wrong with it. Probably, he probably knew. Look, chances are I'll get six months of this. If I win in a very difficult situation and turn things around at Newcastle, and they let me go, a lot of people will go. Would you know? It didn't matter what you did. You were going to get, lose your job anyway. It's good to see you back in management because we kind of forgotten about you given the length of time you've mm. taken out. Would you have done it? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know about. It. Well, I mean, if it was me and I was in his situation, I probably would have just asked for the one year. And we yeah. can throw something in there that says you, we might stay on or something like that. Like, but it, but if you if you if you ask for the year, yeah, you're not gonna get paid out at the end of it. And they sack you in June. <laughs> yeah, true. Jeez, you, you gotta be you gotta be terrible to get sacked halfway through a one year contract. <laughs> yeah, so we're probably going with Eddie Howe is on the rise. Career wise, yeah, I think his time at Newcastle is unfortunately limited because they don't understand football. They just yeah. Want to spend money? money. Want to blow it? Yeah. Next on the list, Harry Kane. For obvious reasons, linked with Madrid, linked with United, linked with City, linked with various clubs. He started banging them in again. Very, very recently, he's been having a terrible um, season. Other than that, but rise or fall. It's very hard for me not to be impartial. No, don't be. But I think. He's starting... He kind of messed up. I think he, he tried to 
lower his transfer value. Mm. With a view to getting out then in January. I think inevitably he will go in the summer because City has spent 100 million on Jack Grealish. Hmm. Who, Alison Becker probably, has one more assist then. <laughs> yeah. And they're probably looking at that now and going, do you know what? Probably could have lumped it on Kane. But he is, he's, 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 he's kind of, he's beyond his prime. If we're, if we're, what, is if he 29? Yeah. Like, I think. Well, if you look at some of the clubs. Like he's 28, he, he's 29 in July. So, in theory, like, let's just say, if you're li- using Liverpool's approach, you wouldn't be signing them. Like, I and I don't see him having, like, the, the like, his style of play, I don't think, is conducive to a longer career. At that level. Like, he couldn't do a Lewandowski. Yeah, even his body shape. No. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd say he's on... Like, he can turn around, obviously. I'm not going to say he's done, he's dust, but I think... I think a career in Spain would suit him. I think his career in Syria would suit him. Cause well, it's slow, arguably a slower-paced league. Yeah, either, which, which brings you on nicely... So I think we were both agreed there that Kane's probably on the fall unless yeah, in I think, England I anyway. Think actually, I'm thinking, yeah, like I'm just thinking there as well. If he went to Spain, even if he wore a baseball cap, his chin would still get sunburnt given how far it shuts out. <laughs> so I think that he could be in agony all, all the time. Like I don't think Spain would work. Um. Okay, on a similar vein, Romelu Lukaku fall. I think. Very, very oh, fall. well, like fall, like, but I do think we need to, like, we need to question people involved in scouting. Um, and I'll use the the Nicola Pepe example. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's our record signing. Like, how does someone who's paid to scout players not go? He's brilliant in France. He's not going to work in England. Yeah. He's brilliant in Syria because he's big, strong, and he's arguably quite slow. He's not going to work in England. And on top of that, we've seen him in England and he hasn't worked really, yeah. arguably. Uh, maybe at West, West Brom, probably. Yeah. Everton to a lesser extent. Um, so, like, to bring him here to a club that's looking to win the title. He, he, Having already spent money on Timo Werner, um, I don't think that's a better, that's a good investment for us. Like, like, like these people are paid to scout. Do we need to start holding them to... It kind of comes back to the Ronaldo thing, though. Like he was bought to sell jerseys. He wasn't bought to win trophies. I don't care what anyone. There's no way he was bought. Yeah, but to win yeah, trophies. but yeah, look Lukaku. No, Ronaldo was bought because of the fear of Man City buying him. Yeah. Whereas Lukaku how, was bought to win trophies, wasn't he? Yeah. Or, or at least they thought. <laughs> and Timo Werner was bought to win trophies. Well, see, Timo Werner was linked with Liverpool, if you remember at the time, and I think he probably would have suited the Liverpool play better. I'll, I'll, be, I'll hold my hands up with Timo Werner I'd, I'd heard a lot about him I just hadn't seen a lot of him play prior to yeah. arriving at Chelsea like, I'll be very open and honest with that I just hadn't seen a lot of his games so I couldn't comment on what his peak or like his game is as such because all I've seen is what he's done at Chelsea and I don't think that's a reflection of him fair um, so Chelsea are the worst Chelsea are the worst at that as well like when you think about it like, yeah. the, and, and they need to let then once they let them go like you get Kevin De Bruyne back in a few years. You get Mo Salah back in the Premier League in a few years. Like it just, 
Yeah, I don't know. The De Bruyne one must be really killing them. Yeah, or the Mo Salah one. Like. Salah's slightly different because he, he's arguably still doing what he did at Chelsea. He's just doing it better and he's better mm. people around him to infiltrate it. De Bruyne mm. is just class. Like I don't know how they couldn't mm. see how good he was then. Mm. I don't I don't get that. But anyway, so Lukaku's definitely on the fall. Very, very sharp fall, I would say. Yeah, and he didn't do didn't do a good PR job either, I suppose, which it's probably mm. sped that up. Last two, we've moved on we're moving on to clubs. Barcelona. One of my favourites. Barcelona. Are they, on the rise are they the, the rise fall? or the fall? I think they're I'll tell you they're why I've put falling. it in there. They're just you not think? falling as fast as they were pre-Christmas. I actually think they've hit their trough um, and they might be crawling their way back up. Well, they're coming to the end of their fall or they're coming to the start of their rise, but it, it's it's very dark down in that valley and I don't know if I can tell the difference. Yeah, like the one thing that's worrying for me is I do... doesn't seem to be a lot behind how they're getting all these players from going from no money to having Aubameyang to, and... To <laughs> Aubameyang. What? He's playing a Birmingham, who look was on a hat trick after twenty five minutes or something on the weekend. Yeah, no, he didn't get it, but like, so there's just a little bit there that you're going. Is it too good to be true? Um, I think they they've probably signed nice players that that allow for the other players to grow, the younger players, like mm. Danny Alves. You probably only have him for a year, really. Aubameyang, you're probably getting two years out of him. Um. Yeah, the the Aubameyang one for me is mad because he's such a an obvious poor culture guy. Yeah. Like Danny Alves, you see the videos of him like pushing players who are about to walk across the Barcelona crest mm. on the training pitch and stuff like that. Like he's obviously a, he was immersed in that culture and he loves the culture and but like Aubameyang, he's never really been a huge culture guy wherever he went. He's very self. Arguably, it's the perfect personality for a star striker. Like selfishness. Yeah. But. Yeah, he's a strange one for me. So you look, maybe they're just desperate. Maybe that's one that we're going to agree to disagree on. On Barcelona. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I, just, I reckon they're about to shoot up. Well, I probably think they're just they're on the way down, but they're coming to the end of the drop. Does that makes sense. Yeah. We're so we're in around the same position, the same. just yeah, yeah, yeah. heading in different directions. And then finally, your favorite boys in blue, Rangers. Um, I suppose the reason I've thrown this one in is, you know, massive 4-1 win against Dortmund. Coming off the back of Gerard leaving, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has come in. Um, and then, obviously, on the weekend, they have an absolute terrible loss. Um, I think that's just a massive reflection on Dort- where Dortmund are at the present. Like, I think... I didn't like... There was an article I read, actually. Um, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head who wrote it. It's a former pro, anyway. It was a Celtic... It was Chris Commons. And he was just saying, like, they've gone and beaten a European powerhouse. And you're going, well, are they? Is Dortmund the European powerhouse now? I think Dortmund are are always more heavily rated because of, A, what they've been the last, say, 20 years. Hmm. B, some of the players they have produced, a la Goethe. I know he never really got to see the full potential. Marco Royce, now Haaland. And then from an English perspective, uh, Jaden Sancho and Jude Bellingham. Mm. They're always kind of overrated as to how good they are. Okay. But, you yeah, know, I just think, like, 
I also think Dortmund could turn around and hammer them in the return fixture. I, I think they, Dortmund potentially do knock them out, yeah. Now that mm. there's no away goals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a great equaliser. Um, I do think that, but I think the way... And I know Celtic, don't get me wrong, I know Celtic had a bad... Funnily enough, a bad loss as well um, at home in Europe. But they do seem to be on the bounce back up very strongly. Other than that... Um, I think the gap is 9 or 11 points in Glasgow now. Mm. Um, so I think Rangers might be on the way back down. Aaron Ramsey oh. hasn't seemed to really... He wants to get the finger out. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I, I, just think... Jared was just a... Now look, he's probably hit a poor run of form now at Villa. Um, right now. But I think... In terms of... I think he was a... He was... I think he's probably at his level in the Premier League. I think, he, like, Liverpool fans want to see him at Liverpool. I don't think he's going to be good enough. I think he's at his level. I think he's a good Premier League manager, but I don't think he'll be a top four Premiership manager. So I think that level of manager in the SPL is a higher than average standard of manager in the SPL, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, I think Gerrard is very much more so of the mould... I am not. I could be mistaken, but the mould of Sir Alex Ferguson and that he'll probably build a good team around him of coaches. Um, but I don't know if that's what Liverpool need. Like you look at Klopp, he's very much all action, um, or at least he was up until Liverpool. I know at Dortmund he was. Now it seems to be a lot more Pep Linders doing the coaching. But mm. I think that's what Gerard would need. I could very potentially go Gerard and Linders together. Linders quite young. Klopp leaves. Linders and Gerard go in. Maybe. I just I just think sometimes the whole Gerard Liverpool thing is a bit of a fan fantasy of Liverpool fans. Yeah. And I just. I ju- and and then as well he's got Coutinho back at Villa and everyone's like Liverpool fans are so passionate they do kind of get lost a bit sometimes in their fandom and like, I do think Gerrard has a long way to go and the worst thing that could happen to Gerrard is he's thrown into a top four job mm. without winning it because without winning major hardware like I think Gerrard's next move might be out of the Premier League it might be to Europe Ooh. because I think if I was if I'm Gerard right now and I walk into him addressing in the top four let's just say let's just say for argument's sake he walks into Liverpool are probably a poor example because they're not that kind of club but say he would get the Chelsea job just argument's yeah. sake he walks into that dressing room full of superstars who've all won major hardware and they're going to turn around and go you never won a premiership your only title is in Scotland which Look, we can all give the PC line, but I would say the majority of Premiership footballers don't rate the SPL at all. So, what are you going to tell me about winning that I haven't already heard, and I've probably heard from people who've won more than you? Do you like, do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think I don't think I don't think Premier League footballers actually at that level. I don't think the the foreign players care. I don't think they have the same care. Now, I do think the English players do. Like, the likes of your Hendersons, your, um, you know, that that ilk. I think they do. But but, but I think if, if Gerard comes under a tough spell, yeah, yeah. that's the question that comes to players' heads. Like, hold on a minute, this fella... Whereas, if he goes through a tough spell, and it's someone, say, a la, say, Ferguson, for example, back yeah. in the day, they go, well, look, he's won before. He's torn it around before. If, if I row in behind him, I know we can turn this around. 
Whereas yeah. if it's Gerard, they might go, "Well, you're young. I played against you." Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I just, I just think it's always a, a caveat to that. But uh, is that the last one on the the Roysters and Fathers? That is the last one. We might try an NBA inspired one next time. I think do a multitude. I think maybe do a like a Roysters and Fathers this week, just general sporting. Possibly we could. Possibly yeah, so. I think. Possibly. Well, so. let me accept one sport, mate. Thank you very much for your input, Sasquatch. Thanks, I really enjoyed that now. Um lot better than my piece, Jesus Christ. Uh hope everyone skips forward twenty minutes. <laughs> right, finally, I suppose, are have you seen this in partnership with USA Sports that you call it UK? So link will be in the podcast description as always, but basically it's just a highlight package of Miles Garrett defensive end for the Cleveland Browns playing in the celebrity all star game at the weekend at the NBA All Star Games. The man is 123 kilos. He should not be that agile and that explosive. He is a, a phenomenal basketball player. Some of the dunks he's pulling off is just frightening. The man of that size should not be able to He arguably shouldn't look. have been allowed to play that game, probably. I'd love Why to see the contra- con- his contractual agreements. He doesn't have a game now till September. Mate, when Wayne Rooney was at United, he wasn't allowed to go on a jet ski in July. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But look, obviously he's allowed. He's allowed. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a good watch. People should watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't know who Miles Garrett is or don't have an appreciation, to see a man of that sheer size, size uh, do the things that he's doing is pretty uh, phenomenal. Especially when it's not his, his, his number one sport. Yeah. Although, one thing I do have to say about the NBA All-Star game this year, the talent, or sorry, the names were just terrible. Such as? Well, Isn't the celebrity one? Yeah. Yeah, celebrity. Oh, it's terrible every year. I don't, I don't really watch. But it remember anything, back in the there was a year there, and now like Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber were in it. Like there was the household names. They're most certainly not household names anymore. Well, who, it's a collection who was... of Z-list rappers, Quavers, and is it Quavos Qua- is huge in America. Though. Yeah, Quavers. Yeah, Cheers and he's hu- he's huge in he's huge in NBA circles. He's a massive Atlanta Hawks fan, so that's why he got invited. Yeah. MJ, MGK, the fella who like this Eminem, he got called in because he's tapping Megan Fox. Was he in it? Yeah, he was playing. He was absolutely dirt. And it's also that game was in Cleveland, and he's a Cleveland rapper. Right. He's dishwater, like, as in, yeah. He's scutter. Yeah, he's from <laughs> the gutter. But like yeah. all the piercings on him and the long nails. How's he even playing? Anyway, I'll get myself in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think we I think we might leave it on that note. We might uh, we might leave it there. Yeah. Um, go, to, go to rappers and all-star games. Yeah. Um, I think that might be the title of the episode. But look, that's all for me. That's all for me. Thank you and good night.